When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hello. We Welcome know, back. We know that we said that we would only be doing <laughs> story impeachment every two weeks, and here we are yet again. But that's because I'm traveling again next week, and right. With an episode like episode six, manhandled, there's a lot to talk about, and yet very That's little true. to say. <laughs> so true. We didn't want to leave you for you know three weeks without a mini sode because that would be cruel. But we also didn't want to you know do what we said we were going to do consistently because we like to keep you on our on on your toes. So we just like to test you and see who's paying attention. And you know what? We love to test ourselves. <laughs> so true. So which true. Is probably oh my one reason we are still watching American Crime Story impeachment six yes. episodes deep. Yes, it's a personal journey to see if we can stick stick with it. So now, so far, so good. You know, we're sixty percent there. I mean, it's it's really downhill from here, Mark. Really downhill. First, we got this. first up, Edie Falco. <laughs> watch Edie does not make an appearance this episode. <laughs> Hope she's doing okay. Edie, pl- please give us a call. Make just let us, you know, just one of those safety calls, like a, you know, make making yeah. sure, you know, they're not they're not if, abusing you or something. If they they're cast, a hotline for Edie. If they cast Edie Falco as Hillary Clinton to make her sleep for two of her three scenes, <laughs> and the other one is just her washing her hands in a public restroom. Yes. Great. She she will win an Emmy I mean, because we know how the Emmys yeah. roll. That's true. And, you know, good for her. I, I really hope that that paycheck was the same as the other American crime stories. And so, like, get it, girl. I like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so we do not get Edie Falco or Hillary Maybe Clinton she's Maybe she's going to be billed as a, as a guest star. I, honestly, <laughs> guest appearance. <laughs> I noticed today that she's in, she's in the cast, like the, no. the regular cast. I don't See, know that's, why. That's terrible because then you can't, if you're a guest star... You get it's a whole different category of the Emmys. Just a little background knowledge for all you dear listeners. You get a whole separate category that's way easier to like slip into because otherwise we've got a lot of female supporting roles in this one, and it's going to be a crowded field. Here's, anyway, here's who's going to get nominated for best guest actor okay. actress in a limited series. Uh, Kobe Smulders as Ann Coulter. Uh, 1,000%. I mean, she, again, steals the show for this one. Six bottles of champagne, and I'm starting to rethink our friendship. I think this might work. I mean, I hate you, but maybe, maybe. I I feel like Ann Coulter in this episode is us watching Linda Tripp and Monica Lewinsky, (laughs) where she's like, now I understand the cultures where they drown female infants listening to these two. Yes. Yes. 
Oh my gosh, she like, has some great ones, but yes. So Ann Coulter absolutely okay. getting an Emmy nomination. Absolutely. Uh, did not realize it's Mira Sorvino as Monica's mother. I just put that together too because she finally <laughs> had like multiple scenes. I want to go back and watch episode one and see if you can see like when she wakes because it's only that one scene I think yeah. where her mom's there and see if I can put that together because I totally missed that. I had to go and look it up during the episode. I was like, wait a second, is that Mira Sorvino? What? Yes. She's so good in this episode. And She's it's like, very good. It's this moment. So uh, also, hi. Okay. Uh, I'm hi. Mark Piper. This is Casey Howe. Oh, right. I'm Casey a special Howell. episode yeah. of Shocking Lori Tatry, A History of American Scandal, where we're watching American Crime Story impeachment and talking about it uh, on a semi-regular basis. And this episode is episode six, where Monica Lewinsky is right. held in the Ritz-Carlton attached to the Pentagon City Mall, right. put there by that treacherous bitch, Linda Tripp. <laughs> right. Exactly. Good recap. And she is, uh, well, I don't want to talk about Monica yet. I want to talk about things okay. I like. Okay. Uh, but Mira Sorvino yes. coming She's in as, as her mother is everything that I really wanted from the show. Like she, she has her shit together in a way that we've not seen a character have her shit together. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. I love that she comes in, she swoops in and and saves the day and says, absolutely not. This is what's happening. What are these people are, you know, crazy. This is clearly not legal. You know, all of this stuff. And she just owns it. And she's like, and nope, not happening. Monica, stop trying to call Betty. <sighs> Walk away. Walk away. Let it go. Let it go. Betty's not going to help you on this one. You're shit out of luck. And you yeah, know just what? leave. Uh, uh, so, mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to have to get into Monica. Okay. Anyway, but, anyway, but anyway. Yeah, I but also, no, I agree. She was great. She was great. I also liked that we didn't have to deal with Paula Jones for this episode. There was a <sighs> Paula relief, which I'm so, like, thank God. So uh, Vulture's fact checker for the sh- series did uh, her mm-hmm. article this week. And apparently Susan McMillan, what's her face? Paula's advisor, Judith Light, known to right. us. Sure, sure, sure. Was at the Pentagon City Mall during the sting looking for an outfit for Paula Jones's deposition on the next like the next day or the next week. So did she what? Did she see it all happen? I don't or know. Just just coincidental, like just coincidentally, out. both these things were happening simultaneously wow. in the same location. That's so weird. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's a good fun fact. Well, D.C. is a company town. Oh, so true. There's only one mall. I mean, where are you really going to go? Uh, and that mall yes. has Bath and Body Works. They do. Mm-hmm. They have a Macy's. They have a um, Crate and Barrel. They do mm-hmm. have a Crate and Barrel. We uh, learned what a decanter does. Thanks for that. Did we, though? Because <laughs> we learned that a decanter is just another receptacle for wine. Yes, we didn't really get an explanation of to like why you would use a decanter. No. Um, but we did understand how to use a decanter. Yeah, you pour wine into it and you pour wine out of it. Thanks, Monica. Right. <laughs> uh, I love that Linda Tripp was 10 minutes late to her own organized thing <laughs> operation. That was great. I think she blamed it on the train, didn't she? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like sure, the metro sure, or something? Linda. Sure, Linda. Oh my gosh. I love that she went shopping at Bath and Body Works after, after? she was released. You know what? 
She's already there. And do you know what traffic is like in DC? It's true. I mean, if you can if you can kill two birds with one stone, I mean, get it done. No one likes to go to the mall anyway. So, you know, get to pick up a few things for the daughter that you're about to yell at. You know, yeah. just go ahead and get her a few things and, you know, there you also, go. I know that it's very fashionable for people to look at Linda Tripp as, even today, as someone who betrayed her friend. Um, I think that if this portrayal of Monica has done anything, it's to make betraying her seem uh, less shocking. <laughs> more more approachable. Yeah. Where yeah. a lot of people well, would have been like, eh, I get why you don't hold me. this friendship okay. in like super high esteem. Right. <laughs> uh, but that moment when she's sitting on her couch and answering questions about the gifts that Bill Clinton mm-hmm. gave Monica Lewinsky, and she goes off on that ridiculous spiel about Ronald Reagan never walked into the Oval Office without a suit and tie on. Like, when he remembered to wake up, like, yeah. <laughs> but you get a real when Nancy of... put the, the, the shirt and tie on him, like, <laughs> and you know, otherwise they, he would have wandered in this. there. And, what? They left a trail of jelly beans from his bedroom <laughs> to the Oval Office. And that's how he found it every day, ladies and gentlemen. Now that's true. According to American crime story, Joan Quigley. <laughs> it's an astrology joke for those of you who are up on the Reagan White House. Uh, but in that moment on her couch, you get a real sense of like how, whether she tricked herself into thinking that she was doing this for the right reasons, or if she really believed yeah. that these were the reasons, you really get a sense of a patriot doing what she thought was best for the country in a way that we don't really talk about patriotism anyway, partly because of Linda Trump. <laughs> Right, right. I think, I mean, I think what comes through in this episode is, you know, and I think this happens a lot of times with people who, you know, and a lot of times it's people who like commit crimes and whatnot, but, or, or do something that we would deem morally wrong is that they, you know, Linda really does believe she's doing the right thing. And that does come through. Like she really believes she's doing the right thing for Monica and for the country. Like they go hand in hand. It's going to be tough, but she really believes it. And so I think that there is that, that scene is a good one just to sort of reiterate that where, you know, she knew she was doing something wrong, but she thought that the good outweighed the bad. And that was her call. That was her moral call that she said, this has to stop you know, she felt like Monica was being used and, and taken advantage of. And also um, that the Clintons were corrupting the country. So uh, I shouldn't say the Clintons bill was corrupting the country. Yeah. So, I mean, for all we know, Hillary slept through all eight years. So who knows? Except when she was using the public restroom. (laughs) So vulgar. Barbara Bush would never. (sighs) But also we get the elves and Coulter and George yes. Conway. Mm-hmm. Where George Conway is the only one who realizes, oh, this whole thing is kind of predicated on everyone assuming that Vernon Jordan gave her a job because right. she was going to lie on the deposition. Right. He didn't but that ever yeah. that's not how it happened. That's not how it went down at all. Yeah. Yeah. That, that she, um, she had already decided that she was going to lie prior to, prior to the job or no job. She just wanted to get out of New York and that her contacts were his con. Like it just, you know, you call a friend and she, she phoned a president. Like that's just who she had in her Rolodex. And, and Walter is like, well, if we don't get him on this, we'll get him on the next thing. 
Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is such a great summation of the Clinton presidency. <laughs> That's true. So if it's not this, it's just going to be something else. Let's just keep on keeping on. <laughs> we'll find yeah. it. We've got six bottles of champagne. We'll get an idea before the, they're all popped. Oh, my gosh. I do like the George Conway's of all of a sudden and still to this day portrayed as like the rational one in the room. And I was like, ah, I mean, I guess out of that group, maybe. But what is going on with him? <laughs> with his, Did he move out permanently? What's up with his daughter? I haven't heard hide nor hair of her on TikTok recently. Oh, really? Was she on the TikTok? I didn't oh, know. She was on the TikTok being like, my mother is a crazy lion bitch. <gasps> did you not know oh about this? Oh, my God. No, I don't follow pop culture. We already know this. But this is politics. I know that's true. Sort of. I don't know. Periphery. Ugh, Periphery. You know what? I'll tell you I later. We don't have time ways. right now. Okay. We still haven't, we haven't even <laughs> talked about Monica. In... Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> so this one, you get a sense of Monica being panicked. Now, I will. I know we reference this on everything. This, they do not really follow the storyline and they do leave some things out that I thought Slow Burn made a big point of. Um, some of the, like, her leaving the room or not call, like she, in Slow Burn, you get the sense that she calls her mother right away. She says, I'm not doing anything until I talk to my mother. Yeah. So you you get a sense that she doesn't sit in the room for that long before she calls her mother. Don't know which one, which way it goes, but I thought that was an interesting um choice um the lawyer thing is absolutely true they told her on numerous occasions that she shouldn't call a lawyer or couldn't call a lawyer or made it very challenging for her to call a lawyer which again illegal so if anyone tells you you cannot call your lawyer you can even and in custody later, and she was not later. in custody so they basically kidnapped her like that's yes yeah because that was the big bone of contention is they said well yeah, we didn't arrest her. She could have left at any time. I'm sorry mm -hmm. if she didn't understand that. Right. But then everyone was like, but you told her not to call an attorney. Yeah. And, and like, then well, did you do Yeah. And then Colin Hanks used, did a big U-turn on that. He's like, I never told you that. I never told you that. You absolutely could have called your attorney. Do you want to call your attorney? Like, and so he put it together. Um, I think he ends up being double spoiler, the lawyer or the FBI agent who was effectively quits after this and comes back and says years later that he deeply regrets his role in any of that, that he just, he hated all, he didn't hate it at the time, but he just said, he said, that was absolutely wrong. We took advantage of that girl. We shouldn't have done that. And what's interesting is you don't get a sense in slow burn. This is the first episode of the slow burn season about Lewinsky and Clinton. In Slow Burn, you get a real sense of not so much this um, melodrama, but just yeah. slow drip, drip, drip of a day being lost. Yeah. <laughs> soulmate. Yeah, Very and I think stuck there. Yeah, and she and and my impression based on that was always that she she sat there and kind of said no, I'm not doing this. You can't like, no, I'm not going to do it. And they kept saying, well, this and that. And she said, I'm not doing this. I'm not talking. And I'm not, you know, going on the record about my relationship. I'm not doing these taped phone calls. I'm not doing it. And she's like, you know, I always pictured her folded her arms at the end of the bed. And I was just like, hmm. and, and this is not that. This is much more melodramatic. Like she's confused and upset and 
scared, which I get, I'm sure all of those emotions were part of it as well, but it's much more like. But to go yeah. back to what we've been saying about Beanie Feldstein and this performance throughout now six episodes, she seems like a petulant teenager. Yeah. And when, oh, who is the Jackie Bennett? When the, when the bad cop Sorry. FBI agent shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And starts yelling at her. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, finally. Like, <laughs> get get a straight answer from her. Is she going to cooperate yeah. or is she not? Stop yeah. stamping your feet. Stop locking yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> like, yeah, let's please have a conversation. Um, yes. But then there's the, and there are flashes of what I assume is the real Monica's behavior when she's like, what are you going to do if I walk out of this room? Arrest me. Right, right. You get little glimpses of that, but then they immediately throw it away with like, well, I just don't know. You know, like it's just so, yeah, I agree that you get moments where you think she's going to turn it around and say, I'm out of here. I'm done with this. But then. I just think it's such a wasted opportunity in telling the story to make her seem so uh with no agency yeah yeah that's they a good make way it, to put it and you don't ever see her you don't ever get the sense of she's not leaving this room because a lot of fbi agents or cia agent, agents are telling her that you know are not telling her that she should and so she's like well you know what i'm a government employee like i'm going to follow the law it just seems yeah. like she's too stupid to leave yeah yeah, no, Which that's true. Not a reaction I've ever once had thinking about the story until watching this series. No, it's very true. Yeah, I think that the um, the prosecutor, I think they're prosecutors, whoever they are, the prosecutors, the agents that are there, they're, you know, I I agree with you. I've always gotten the impression that that she was much more assertive about her stance and said, I'm going to leave when I'm damn well ready. And, or I'll sit here, but it's not going to do anything for you. And this one just leaves her like, she's like, oh, I don't know how to get out of a hotel room. How do I leave? I keep getting lost in the bathroom. What's these extra door? Like, I just. So much of this episode felt like a locked room, like an escape room. <laughs> escape room. Where, like all the doors look the same and you're like, which one is it? <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Yeah, it was. um and then, and then I also didn't, I mean, the writing again and again, is just always, I'm like, oh, because it's, why do you need to add the line about like, I know my way around malls. Like, why yeah. do you need that? Why do you need to make her seem so ditzy? And. I mean, that, like, that I gave a pass to, because to me that read as her plain ditzy to like. I Very them- true. Very true. There was a but, bit of there was a bit of that, but I still I was like, as a writer, but, like, can't you come up with something here. else wittier? Like, we want to talk about the writing. Let's go back to the decanter. <laughs> What's also, a decanter? Well, you pour also, perfect, like, out of a perfectly good wine bottle good into a decanter, yeah. and then you pour it into a wine glass, and then you pour it into your mouth. There's a whole like thing. There's a reason to can't. But okay, fine. But also, it's so funny because like the juxtaposition between her and her mom in those scenes too, where like your point is a really good one, where they have their shit together. Like she, like as a family, they have their shit together. And for some reason, it's just Monica that's like, "Ah, I don't know what to do, you know? And it's like, no, 
if you grew up in that home with those people and that many decanters, you know what the fuck to use it for. Like this Monica <laughs> is a real Phoebe. Am I right? <laughs> Bravo. Thank Bravo. You. Thank you. <laughs> and and here's my problem with like historic historical retelling, retellings of historical events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watch Fred Malamud as the as the attorney, uh, Ginsburg. Yes, sure. Ream out Jackie or Colin, Tom, uh, Colin Hanks. Oh my yeah. God. Which he's sounding more and more like his dad with with every episode. Yes. I was like, Tom, are you there? Hi. And that is so anyway. satisfying and cathartic for the audience. I yes. do not believe any of that happened. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't believe so. I and think so- she gets on, I think essentially she gets on with her, uh, with the attorney, she does end up calling the lawyer. Her mom calls yeah. and then they call the lawyer or whatever. Her mom comes and then they call the lawyer. And he essentially says, Monica, just leave. Like, just leave. Like, yeah. it's the, advi- the end advice is the same of they haven't arrested you. They're not going to arrest you. But I don't recall anything about him talking to the federal prosecutors. And like, so if you're going to give this big showboating cathartic moment... Why can you not do that for Monica? Yeah. Why does it always have to be the man? Like, why can't Monica, Ugh. even just like a moment, like one line of, I don't have to answer your fucking questions anymore. We're going. Yeah. Yeah. But still, at the very end, she leaves. She walks out the door and turns around and says, thank you. Which I think is, that's a little bit of a play of, she was always like the good girl and really nice and always like never really did it, which that I believe, you know, probably would have happened. She probably would have turned around and said, you know, thank you so much for your time. Cause she felt like she needed to, but that's just sort of a female standard that, yeah, you know, it was just like, well, I gotta I still have to be the good girl. Like I still have to be the nice one. But, but because we've never no. seen her interact with anyone other than Linda and Bill, you have no sense of her as a person in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. I mean, that's why she was so awkward in Crate and Barrel. She'd never spoken to anyone other than those two people <laughs> in her entire time in D.C. and Vernon. That's a lot. She did not I mean, know how to act. That's true. Oh, how am I possibly going to speak with another human? Poor cow. All right. So episode six. Okay. Uh, which should have been called Operation Prom Night, but fine, manhandled. <laughs> uh, shocking, lurid, or tawdry? Um, sorry for the long pause. I yeah, think I'm going to go with tawdry. Casual dead air for all of our podcasts. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm going to go with Audrey no. too because I'm gonna go, it's not shocking. And it did, they don't get into any of the lurid details. I thought maybe they were going to have Coulter bring that in from some of the it's tapes, just, but they left it out. Thank God. There's a lot. That. There's just a lot of like gross behavior, whether it's yeah. them getting a hold of the Linda Tripp tapes and drinking champagne and listening to them or yeah. just Monica using a payphone. <laughs> also, but that was just a friendly reminder that it is the 90s. Yeah. And you had to she remember had people's phone. Yeah. You had to remember people's phone numbers. It's real no hard. No more. No more. Yeah. It just felt like. Yeah. And I agree, whole, this whole chapter, like the, the hotel room sting being stuck there for 20 hours or whatever mm-hmm. is 
such a tawdry moment in this entire mm-hmm. story, full of sordid details. <laughs> it's just no one comes out looking great in this moment. Yeah, very true. And very the fact true. that Linda like double pearled herself and Monica shows up in her sweaty gym clothes. I know. I know. That was something where I'm like, ugh, and then you're going to leave her in the gym clothes. I mean, she was in the gym clothes the whole time, but like still, you're going to, ugh, yes. So, no. I agree. Tawdry it is. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. You'll see us back with a new mini-sode about American Crime Story impeachment next week, in two weeks. Well, I don't know. (laughs) We don't know. We never know. It'll be a surprise. Uh, (gasps) But, guys, we've got four left right we can do this and one of them you know is going to be all hillary clinton i hope That's, i don't know it has is to it? be oh, do you think it'll be the finale as a big hoorah oh no it can't be the finale <laughs> that's monica's story okay <laughs> all right until next time <sighs> goodbye goodbye <laughs>